This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. People started really climbing onto the show. One of the things that, that interviewers would say to me was like, how can he talk for four hours? And I say, what? What do you mean? How can he talk for four hours? I said, he'd go for four and a half, five hours. The trick was, the trick was trying to get him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So we could go home and go on and on. And it was, and it was always great. I mean, the first day was as great as the last day. And the last day was great as the first day. You know, when I left there, it had nothing to do with not liking the show or not, uh, I want more uh, publicity. But it was just, it was pure dollars and cents and a little, with a good dollop of self-preservation because you know you just get you know just stretched and stretched like yeah. silly putty you know absolutely so hey, uh, the, the uh the the uh the the uh, documentary joke man premiering july 18th itunes amazon google play xbox voodoo go to jokemanmovie.com you know i want to ask you something uh because you were there and and you know, like I said, Jackie, I, I stopped listening a long time ago. And, and bro, bro, this Stern was a guy that I I wanted to get into radio because of Stern. This was a guy that was really an idol to me. And man, bro, what 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 that has turned to today for me personally is so heartbreaking and I can't watch and bro I don't even think when you know as great as Pat Cooper was on the show I don't even think they acknowledged his death which I was like are you effing freaking kidding me bro but anyway here's what I want to ask you I still watch the old stuff because it's it, bro it, it just it's ageless okay <clears throat> I mean, your your reaction, bro, to uh, my, my three greatest guests of all time, Pat Cooper, the Jesus Twins, and and uh, Elliot Offit. Bro, I've got a plaque of Elliot Offit on my wall, okay? But, Jackie, I want to ask you this question. As when, when I go back and I watch the history, I want to talk about the radio show. And you talk a little bit about this on, on, on the documentary. But then I want to talk about Channel 9 and Channel 5 which I'm very familiar with both shows. Jackie, when I go back and watch those shows, Howard, I'm talking about Howard now, it seems very forced, very rehearsed. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't, his persona wasn't what it was on the radio. I don't know if he was trying too hard. I don't know if he was just a, just not a TV guy. But his persona was different. So tell me, what do you think happened between radio and TV? It was it, it was just so brand new, and I, I think he I think he was uncomfortable. We all were. We, you know, all of a sudden they just handed him a television show. In addition to the fact that people forget making the Channel Five show and making the Channel Nine show, we were working five days a week from six o'clock in the morning till eleven o'clock in the morning. I mean, so that's already such a crazy, crazy burden. And, you know, I think he just wasn't comfortable. But that made it so fun. We had no budget. We had no idea what we we're doing. I was, it was so funny when in the, in the documentary because Joe Piscopo remembered I was, I was under the desk. I know. Physically, I, I would crawl out from the side and crawl <laughs> under the desk before because we did it with a live audience and hand up, put the papers on his lap. 
<clears throat> it was just so, so funny. And those shows were so horrible, but so great at the same time. Um, and I love the fact that they're available. And those Channel 9 shows, we had no budget, which made it. We'd start on Monday and have a blank piece of paper. We had to do five days of radio and have a one-hour television show in the can by Friday night. And Gary would book people on the show. And then by Wednesday, people find out who they were, they were booked for. And they go, I'm not doing that show. And people <laughs> would cancel and we'd have to scramble. <clears throat> but it just made it so, so much fun because we're working with no no budget and no nothing. We had nothing that we were such a skeleton crew that piecing it and putting it together made it just so, so fun. I don't know if you ever watched the movie My Favorite Year. But to me, that me and Fred were that guy, that writer on my favorite year. He was like an intern with uh, like the Sid Caesar show type thing. And just his point of view of the, the insanity. And just it, it was just a delight, just a delight. And and Howard got more and more comfortable as it went on. But he didn't come up in life as a TV performer. So he just had to get comfortable with it, you know, yeah. which was great, you know. Yeah. You know, Jackie, I got to ask you this question. Guys, here's here. Listen. When you look at this documentary, there, there, there's, there, there's something that, that really stood out to me. And what really stood out to me is how well Jackie is liked and respected. Uh, bro, like, you know, so, some of the, the people putting Jackie over in this thing. First of all, bro, there's a trailer to this thing. And the first one we see on the trailer is Sean Young. And I'm like, how the hell did Jackie's pants? And then I, I found out you made a movie with her. You made a movie with Florence Anderson. Bro, Mark Cuban is putting you over on this thing. You're in the tour bus with Willie Nelson. Then then you're, you're, you're buddies with Les Paul. But here's the one thing that really stood out to me, bro, That 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 tells you who Jackie is. We have all these greats, Pendulette, like putting Jackie over to the moon. But there were two things on this, Jackie, that I'm like, bro, he's the real deal. And if you've got a problem with Jackie, you really need to look in the mirror because it can't be him. But there were two things to me. Number one, the fact that Nancy, your ex-wife, is on there putting you over to the moon. And then, bro, to get Artie. And and the things Artie said about you, bro. Like now, now you're looking at these are two stand up guys. I, 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 Jackie, is there? Be honest with me. Is there anybody that didn't like you? Because if they didn't, I would love to know the reason why. <laughs> to this day, well, the one person who really, really didn't like me is my own brother who passed away about five years ago. It took him about 40 years to kill himself with alcohol. And I never figured out why he didn't like me. He was two years younger than me and smarter and better looking and a better athlete. But there was a whole, you know, but I was blazing the trail in our little community. So who'll know? That's always weird. Um, but I say in the documentary, like I'm still friends with everybody I ever met. And here are the, the four people, that the three people that I was on on the air with for 15 years, every morning, it's not that they don't like me. They they just didn't want to participate because it, 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 it goes on and on. It's a long story, just like the movie Private Parts. There is no indication, as great as that film is, 
There is no indication in private parts whatsoever of what I did. It looks like I just came in at the last minute and said, hi, I, I want to be on the show too, which is fine. That's just how it had to be. But uh, I, I've just always maintained, you know, like we go to like six or eight of us go to lunch once every, you know, couple of months. And it's the class of 66. You know, we, we graduated 1966 from high school and we're still pals. Jackie, you just hang on to people. Jackie, you know? I got, I got, I got to push you a little bit here, and and I got to dig a little bit here, and I'll tell you why. Because, bro, that hit home to me when you said, bro, my, my entire career, the people I met on the show, before the show, after the show, I've still pretty much re- remain in contact with them, good friends. These are people that I was on the show with every for for fifth. Teen year. Bro, that's my relationship with Vince McMahon. When I was the head writer of the WWE, they got their biggest ratings ever in the history of the company. To this day, the key people in that company won't talk to me. To this day. So, Jackie, I got to dig a little bit here because you said something that's so true. Listen, bro, if Howard would have been on the documentary, they all would have been on the documentary. Uh, well, of course. Oh, and if Howard not. says no, they're not. Now, I got to ask you this, Jackie, because I know you know. Why? What's, what's your thought and explanation? We are celebrating a genius who was a big part of your life, a 75-year-old man. This was a long time coming. Now is the opportunity to give him his fruits. And you are gonna, you are going to uh, say no through email. I, I want to know you. No, you know, I will tell you the truth. <clears throat> I never even. I'm pretty sure I never even asked Howard because I because there is nothing in this documentary meant to ruffle anybody's feathers. Right, not, not at all. But but it does highlight the fact that I added a real lot to. The, to the comedy, to the to the sense of humor of that show, which was my whole argument for wanting more money, because I had so much to do with the create, what well, not the creation, but with spurring the thing on to great great heights. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, he's he didn't. I don't think he wanted to rubber stamp stamp a movie that pulled back the curtain so you could see the little man that was operating the Wizard of Oz. You know, and I get that. And then there's no animosity. You know, for all I know, he'll see this. If he ever sees this documentary, he'll, he'll say, what, I would have had no problem being in that. Jackie never asked, which is, you know, that, that's the, the the story of the world, you know. But see, Jackie, mu- mu- much like much like Vince McMahon, let's be honest. Was that really the reason that okay, bro? That's the the mighty and powerful Oz, and he doesn't want to see. He doesn't want you to see how this thing works. Or is it that he? he, he and this was Vince McMahon. He he wants the presentation to look like it is all him. And I I've just got a huge problem. When you are a part of somebody's success and and for whatever reason, they can't put you over because it's just not right, man. Right. You know, listen, it's it's not him. It's any it's anybody in that lofty position. Uh, I don't fault him like they got mad at me, <clears throat> made fun of me when I coined the phrase saying we are the Beatles of radio because the Howard, we weren't the Beatles. You know, he was. He was Michael Jackson, and then we were the people dancing around, which he's totally entitled to. And now people refer to it Beatles of Radio, like because 
It really does fit. You know, it's fun. I get emails from kids that are like 25 or 35 years old saying, uh, I am such a huge fan of the Stern Show from the 90s. I get emails from people from England and Ireland and how much they love it. And and these guys were, you know, and other people say, oh, I, you know, I started listening when I was in fifth grade, like the whole gamut. And it's just so funny. I, I The greatest email I ever got in all this time, it was a kid or a guy, whatever. He said, Jackie, I live in Toronto. I started listening to Howard Stern Show in 2007. It's long after I'm gone. And he said, it instantly became my favorite show ever. He said, but then I started going back and listening to the shows from the 1990s. And listen to this, Vince. He said, it was like having a brand new favorite band and then finding out that their earlier albums were much better. Who I couldn't even write that compliment. I was like, wow. That, that, so succinct. Like he loves the show and loves Howard, but it was just that that was a shining era. And the more time goes by, it's like the 1927 Yankees, the, the higher the pedestal becomes. It's not something I'm creating, you know. But that's that's the unknown factor. That's why I don't know whether this documentary is gonna gonna just be a little blip or whether people are gonna come out, you know, come out of the woodwork. You, who knows what's out there? Well, you know? Jackie, come on. Like you said, man, when when you watch, listen, I'm 62, Jackie. You know, I'm like you, bro. Like you mentioned once, bro. Like there's just a couple of things I want to hit on because I keep you here all day, but I I don't want to because uh, you 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 you. I'm lucky to have this time, but you talk about being sleep deprived for 15 years, bro. There are so many times I'm up at two, three in the morning. I get my little remote control YouTube and I'm going right to the clips with Jackie and Fred. I'm, I'm going right there. And again, bro, come on, man. You look at that show today. It's much like the WWE. When, when, when I was the head writer, highest ratings of all time today, it's a niche, niche audience. Nobody's come on, bro. Like some, something happened there. I think that's obvious to, to everybody, bro. Well, I, I have never, when I was on it, after I left, I've never watched the show. I've never had an interest in it. And especially after I first left, people say, come on, you must be watching, you must be listening. And I honestly never, ever did. I just, uh, I mean, what's in it for me? Uh, one thing you went by, <clears throat> my ex-wife, <clears throat> we were good pals in the 70s. She was best friends with a girlfriend of mine. And then after that girl broke up with me, Nancy came and said she wanted to work with me. We started working together. And of course, you know, uh, it led to us fooling around. And next thing you know, we're living together. And we we did all, we built the whole joke land. We finally got married. And then it ran its course. And after 20 years together, you know, we got divorced. But I had such a long history with her. We were such good friends forever. And people, oh, you know, you know Howard, oh, Nancy's going to take half your money. Nancy did not take half my money. Nancy took the half that she earned. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have been us. I mean, it was a, it was a, she's so brilliant. And so and she, I can't say enough. And she lives two doors away. And me and my girlfriend double date with Nancy and her boyfriend. Like, I think my girlfriend likes Nancy more than she likes me. So we're pals. Yeah. And people say, it's so great to see your friends with Artie. I'm like, I never wasn't. People don't realize I left the show in March. Artie didn't become part of that show until October. They tried 
a whole bunch of different people in the chair, according to, you know, the, whatever, you know, I because I had good friends that, oh, I'm doing the Stern Show this week. Don't be mad at me. I said, it's nothing for me. But then Ian wanted Artie in the documentary and Artie agreed, and Ian never got to him. <clears throat> and then Artie got in trouble and wound up in the hospital and then wound up in jail and then wound up in rehab. But it took so long to make the documentary that he got out and was all cleaned up and Ian got to interview him. And I would, I think Artie's one of the best things in the entire documentary, which yeah, is so great. funny, yeah. you know, but there was never any animosity between me and Artie ever yeah. or me and Nancy ever. It's not like, Hey, let's be friends so you can be in the documentary. They're pals. You know, yeah. They're, they're I, I love Jackie. One of my favorite things that I loved in the documentary again, guys, the joke man will be out July 18th. No, so, no, no. It's not the joke. It's joke, joke man, man. Joke Man, July 18th. That's Tuesday, bro. That's Tuesday. iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Voodoo, and go to jokemanmovie.com. Bro, what I really loved because it was so freaking old school when you showed the setup with the 12 tape recorders and how you did the joke line. Bro, that was unbelievable. First of all, it was unbelievable to me the way you did it. Secondly, it was unbelievable to me that it was still there. That was like walking in a museum, man. That was phenomenal. If if you dial 516-922-WINE right now. Still works. It's just like 45 years ago. It's me telling jokes and telling Probably I'm giving a plug for Cameo.com, or maybe I'm giving a plug for the documentary. It's 516-922-9463, and the story of that joke line is its own book. Uh, it's just such a long story. Uh, when Nancy came to work with me, I had six lines, but eventually it grew to ten lines, ten phone mate machines lined up. It was, and, and then with a goose from Rick Dees, he told everybody that that phone number was Tom Selleck's home phone number. And <laughs> and the thing exploded. We got so many calls. for it, and it, it really helped put me on the map. The people from Governors, they decided they wanted to make a comedy, a comedy club. And they said, well, let's get the guy with the joke line. So me and Nancy started Governors Comedy Shop in 1981. You know, it's... Way back when God created heaven and earth, you know. And you you gave in the documentary Joke Man, you gave Rick D's credit for the joke man. <clears throat> what it it's a hard thing to explain. But nineteen seventy nine and nineteen eighty the world was changing because all of a sudden there was cable TV. So instead of sitting watching Ed Sullivan, you're sitting on the couch watching TV, you turn on HBO. And there's bare tits right on the TV screen. It was a different world. So the world started getting a little looser and looser. And when I started 92 Wine, it was January of 1979. And I put some dirty jokes on there. And the phone company called me up and said, you can't have jokes like that on the phone line. I said, okay. So I cleaned it up a little. And then they called me two days later and said, you got to clean it up a little more. I said, okay. I never heard from them again because the world was changing. So I made the jokes dirtier and dirtier. And it turned out Rick Dees had been calling mm -hmm. and using the jokes on his radio show. And then he finally called me up. He said, Jackie, this is Rick Dees. I love your joke line. I put it on my weekly top 40 around the country, but the jokes have gotten too dirty. Would you, would you do some jokes, especially for my radio show? And I said, sure. So he paid me. I did tw 20 one minute, 
joke spots for his show. And he said, all right, so we'll, I'm going to say you're a wacky dentist from Encino that records these jokes in his closet. I said, Rick, not for nothing, but how's that helped me? Right. He said, well, let me think about it. He calls back the next day. Honest to God, I can hear him now. He said, how's this? You're Jackie, the joke man, Martling, the guy from New York that knows all the jokes. And I said, sold. And from that day on, I've been the joke man. So that, it kills people that Rick Dees, who's the most white bread guy in the world, he was, he was 180 degrees from Howard Stern. And he was the guy that made me the joke man, which itself is so fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jackie, I got to ask you this because people because this is video and audio. People are going to be watching this show. Bro, do you live in a commune or something? Well, I've seen 37 people walk down those stairs. What, what, I mean, what, what, what is what, what's going on over there? I uh, I didn't know what to do. I did. Uh, timing is everything. OK, it's my sister, Ka- Kathy, my sister, Katie's 70th birthday. Wow. And for her birthday, her daughter and her son and her husband all decided we're going to rent a big house in the Outer Banks of North Carolina and go spend a week. And of course, it's the week before the release. And I said, you know what? I got to go. I'm not going to not go. And they said, well, just bring your iPad and you can do it from there. And of course, they got great Wi-Fi. So you're seeing my sister's friend, Didi, my sister's friend, Robin, <laughs> you, you know, probably the kids like little Janie and James of the four-year-old twins. That's awesome. Being, and so and it's a miracle you can't hear them. Like, you know, yeah. I think they, they're probably at the pool. And so, we're just, you know, I've, I've done like five or ten podcasts from right yeah. here. There's like a little office nook. It's, yeah. it's All right, Jackie, I'm going to – I want you to get back to family. I've had you on for an hour, which I, I can't thank you enough for. However – here's the hey i'm in no hurry all i'm gonna do is go sit by the pool so well i gotta ask you this i'm digging again i'm digging again jackie because again you are you are 13 years older than me but my god bro there are so many things with you that i see in myself different paths but very similar you said one thing you talk about how I just went past Nancy. You went right past this in the documentary. And it, this is in my notes. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, hold the phone. Because what we see here, guy, bro, listen, I guarantee you, if you know Jackie, every time you've seen Jackie, you've seen a jovial Jackie. You've seen the joke, man. He lives the gimmick. However, man, there's about a 10-second spot on the documentary, the documentary, guys, is Joke Man, July 18th, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Voodoo. Go to JokeManMovie.com. There's about 10 <clears throat> seconds where you are walking on the beach. Not the, not the naked scene. That's at the end. That's the grand finale. Don't give it away. <laughs> walking on the beach. Bro, people will watch it if I tell them Jackie's going to be naked on this show. You're walking on the beach, and you say in passing, I spent half my time being miserable and half my time being happy. You got to break that down for me because no, that's, that's just that, you know, you're a performer, you're a worker. You know, I tell people, you know, when, when you're poor, I was so poor in college in the seventies and in your mind, like, boy, if I ever get some money, I'm going to be on top of the world. And once you get a bunch of money, that problem just comes off the shelf and another problem goes up. <clears throat> I tell people when I was rich, when I was poor, when I was well-known, when I wasn't well-known, was on the way up, way down, nothing ever changed. Yeah, uh, sometimes I'm very low. 
and sometimes I'm very up. I'm automatically up when I'm around people and not for any reason other than I really enjoy them. For the most part, I really enjoy people and enjoy being around them. That's why I enjoy the reason I'm because I'm not a comedian. I'm a joke teller. And that's from decades and decades of telling jokes at bars and parties because I love to evoke laughter from people. Now, whether that's a, a fault in my makeup, I don't know. But if you really enjoy something, you do it again. That's just what you do, you know. Somebody likes to enjoy a cigar, so they smoke another cigar. I mean, I, this is just something I enjoy. But, of course, I'm miserable, you know, a lot of the time. You try not to be, but it's ebbs and flows. <clears throat> but I never changed the way I lived. So when I was poor in the 70s, you know, I drove a car and drank beer and told jokes and had fun. You know, I never got into coke or any kind of drugs. I never, once I started making money, I wasn't the kind of guy that went out and bought a sports car. You know, when we made a lot of money, me and Nancy still lived pretty much exactly the same way we did. We, you know, we bought a couple of houses and tried to fix them up, but we lived the same. So when all of a sudden I was off the show, I went from making what to me was phenomenal money to making no money, but it didn't alter where I went to eat or what I, you know, it, it just, my life has stayed the same. And it, it just is up and down. I got to believe everybody's up and down. Because if you're up this high and that becomes your normal, you're still going to vacillate, at least as far as I'm concerned. I, I think yeah. you have to. You but know, but Jackie, I, I, would, I, would always, I would also have to believe that, bro, your entire life, so quick, so quick, so quick, so quick. It must be hard to this day. And bro, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to 75. That's why I'm interested in some of these things because at 62, you know, I'm like you, Jackie. I wrote a live television show, two live television shows every week. There, there was no reruns, two live TV shows every week. And since I always, I, I, I always had to think, 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 think. To this day at 62, I can't turn it off, which leads to the insomnia. At 75, are you now wired where you still can't shut it down? No, not, you know, <clears throat> I'm I'm really, it's so funny. I'm on vacation with my family and my sister, both of her kids, her husband, and growing up, my two brothers, my parents. Everybody was funnier than me and quicker than me. <clears throat> I come from a gang that it was just it was just a funny table, a funny household. It was there misery? There's tons of misery, tons of heartbreak, tons of horror, but so much funny. You know, my mother was Dorothy Parker. I mean, she had she was wicked, but wickedly funny and inappropriate. And I would tell Howard the things that my mother used to say to me when I was a little kid, and he'd be flabbergasted. It was a far cry from my roommate's father kissing him goodbye. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> like when I was a little kid, like five years old, if my zipper was open, my mother would point at my crotch and say, look, it's ever ready Eddie. <laughs> and when I told Howard that, he said, your mother? I'm like, yeah, that's, but it was not out of. The thing was, it wasn't a shot. It wasn't out of character at all. That was just where I came from. Right. So the people I'm around are, are just like we're sitting around last night, you know, having a beer and smoking a joint, and it, they're all funny, if funnier, if not as funny. So it's not like my mind is going a million miles. 
faster than anybody. Like, uh, you know, I'm, it's impossible to gauge how fast your mind is going in relation to anybody else. You just don't know. Yeah. I mean, can I sleep? Yeah, of course. Like, you know, do I <clears throat> I'll wake up in the morning you know, through the entire horrors of my life? And then you get to that first cup of tea or first cup of coffee and I, everything's a little bit all right. And then you go on. Yeah. But that's life. You know, that's just yeah. life. Yeah. All right, Jackie, I want to hit on two more things. Number one, guys, a great part of the documentary, man. Uh, Joke Man, uh, Tuesday, July 18th, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Voodoo, JokeManMovie.com, a great part of the documentary is the relationship with Rodney. Now, now, Jackie, would you, what, was he the mentor? Would you consider him your mentor? I had no comedy mentor because I had no intention of ever being a comedian. Like when we played in a band in the 70s, uh, of course we bought the Robert Klein album and listened to George Carlin, but you'd listen to it once and then put it on the shelf because we told jokes. We basically, that's all I wanted to do was tell jokes. I had all the Red Fox albums. I loved Danny Youngman. I used to laugh at Red Skelton because it it was funny, funny, funny. It wasn't I wanted to be a comedian. But when Rodney came on The Tonight Show, those two two or three friends of mine immediately called each other and started shooting their jokes back and forth to each other. And then when I started trying to be a comic, one of my buddies went in and... uh, and said he met Rodney, and that's when I wrote a bunch, bunch of the old jokes in Rodney's style and said, give these to Rodney. And he said, I lied. I didn't meet him. And just like Howard, I just mailed the jokes to Rodney, and the guy called me up. You know, so that was, he was my favorite comedian, but not because I was a comedy. I didn't know from Carlin or, or Bill Cosby. I didn't care. I loved him, but I didn't care. But Rodney was somebody who I idolized because he was so funny, funny. And to have him call me up and wind up hanging with him, it was like, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was absolutely surreal. And we went away for two weeks. And I tell people all the time, I'm still thinking of things that happened during those two weeks, 45 years ago, that I've never, not that I haven't shared because I didn't want to, just because, oh, God, remember that? You know, it was just. Yeah, you just, guys look forward to, I'm not going to let Jackie, uh, we're going to give you a little tease, but look forward to the uh, dumpster. <clears throat> Uh, story, which is quite entertaining in the joke man deck. All right, listen, Jackie, you know I I need a headline for this. Uh, we need we need clicks. Uh, we need uh, some good juicy uh, gossip. Now, as um as as Jackie uh, turns actor later on is in his career we talked about sean young which which blew my mind because if you know the stories of sean young sean young and jack and bro you were you were you were good playing uh the guy owing the money gangster yeah you did she, a really job. and she she became a good friend she's still a good friend she's you know wacky and wonderful and gorgeous and talented and all of it it's the whole package Okay, but now here's what really I got to ask fun. you. We got to get we got to get clicks. I need a headline. Uh, we need to break some news on here, like TMZ. Uh, there was a role with Mrs. Brady, uh, Florence Henderson, and uh, you two uh, shared, shall we say, a, a very interesting kiss. <clears throat> All right, let me set this up. So I'm in California, and I get a call <laughs> from a guy I made a movie with years before that, and but it's in another guy's phone. I said, Louis, what are you doing on Paul Bernard's phone? He said, well, we're making a movie together. I said, what's the odds of that? That's crazy. Paul Bernard's a, a, a wonderful guy. He's a He's been in show business forever. He's a, a really, really talented second unit director that directs like the 
the uh, battle scenes or stuff like that, you know, and uh, he's just so great. And his older brother, Tom, is the president of Sony Pictures Classics, which got me into Cannes and everything because he's a fellow, uh, uh, he's a fan. And uh, so they say, yeah, we're making a movie. It's a shame you're not in California because we could put you in the movie. I said, I am in California. He said, well, come to Santa Anita Racetrack tomorrow. So they created this part. It was it was three. And Joe Rogan is in the movie of all the ridiculous. So everybody is in this movie. And there's three guys. One of the guys was on the show Scrubs. And the other guy was the guy who got the money to make the movie because he was fooling around with a rich older lady, which is too funny. And Eddie Case Floyd or something. I didn't know. <clears throat> but these three guys are ripping off. They're going to rip off the casinos and with fake, fake chips. And the lead guy, Eddie's grandmother, is Florence Henderson. And she's a big racetrack person that, like, bets incessantly on the racetrack. And I'm her boyfriend. And I, we hit it off so well that they actually brought me to the Palms in Las Vegas to be the bus driver for the because the women were sneaking the fake chips into the casino in Pringles cans. It's just, <laughs> it's just so funny. And the stories yeah. are endless. So I show up and they said, listen, you're Florence's boyfriend and her, her, her grandson and the other two guys are plotting here at the racetrack and <clears throat> a couple of tables away, we're the background. And they said, well, you guys got to make out. And she says to me, you know, Jackie, we really have to kiss. I said, come on, Florence, I'm all in. And I'm talking hours because they did so many different angles and so many takes. And we're just making out and making out. And she's licking ketchup and mustard off my face. And we were just, we were just having the time of a lifetime. And everybody's like, ooh, what do you mean, ooh? She's like 70. <laughs> but she's a gorgeous woman. We just had so much fun. And then we turned out we shared a birthday, Valentine's Day. And that's a whole nother story. And it just was terrific. And in the movie, Paul says, oh, we were all skeeved. Nobody was skeeved. She was a cute little woman. Well, no, but we were, we were skeeved over the hot dog. <laughs> not, not the, there was a hot dog involved in the kiss, Jackie. Well, of course. Yes. There, there has to be if you want to. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm scared my laptop is going to run out of juice. So I'm yeah. gonna, hey, listen, I return every email I get. I say this on every podcast. If you want to ask a question or anything about anything, jokeland at AOL.com, J-O-K-E-L-A-N-D at AOL.com. Drop me an email. If you want a, a one-minute, two-minute, five-minute video, go to cameo.com slash Jackie Martling. And my Twitter account has like 200 jokes. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything except go to tiktok.com slash at Jackie Marling, and you will have enough jokes for the rest of your life. You never have to see me again. <laughs> so. Well, please. And let, let me let me get this in one more time, guys, as we wrap up. It's Joke Man. It is coming out on Tuesday. It'll be on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Voodoo, and on your cable system, In Demand, Viewbiquity, DirecTV, and Dish. If you want to learn more about the movie, go to jokemanmovie.com. Jackie, this has been an honor and a pleasure. <clears throat> we we have to do this again because I have to I, talk to you I, for I hours. Ready? I want to report back to you how well it's done. I want to officially thank Ian Carr, my dear friend and the producer director. 
uh, of IKACollective.com and his right-hand man, uh, Ronnie Thomas, who's just like so talented and so unbelievable and did all the editing. And uh, and Maggie Simpson's been just been a – she she sent me a text this morning and said, are you ready for Vince McMahon at, at the, for, Vince, <laughs> for Vince Russo at, at uh, 10 a.m.? I said, I wasn't. But I am now. I, she, she texted me at nine thirty, and I'm still lying. I don't drink anymore, but I'm lying there. You know, I smoked enough pot for Willie Nelson and me both last night. <laughs> well, Jackie, man, good luck with the uh, with the documentary. Everybody, check it out Tuesday. The Joke Man, Jackie. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. We'll do this again whenever you want.